Welcome back to another edition of the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light. I'm the CEO of 4A Health, and I am releasing a new podcast every single day for an entire year that is specifically designed to answer one question. How can health and fitness professionals rise above the rest to become recognized as a leader in our industry, all while being paid what you are worth and building a ridiculously exciting financial future? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sean Light Podcast. My name is Sean Light, and I'm clearly losing my mind. No, I'm just kidding, guys. How's everybody doing today out there in podcast land? It's getting cold. Need some nice snow. It'd be nice out here. Eh, anyway, today's lesson, what I wanted to talk about here in episode 185 of the Sean Light Podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about the thoughts that are in my mind. I guess that's what all these things are about. One of the things, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the questions that you ask yourself every day. The quality of your life comes down to the quality of the questions you ask yourself every single day. I talked about how most people go through life thinking about how much longer do I have to be at work? How much longer is this next, next, uh, next session going to be? How am I going to make this next this next rent check? Uh, what am I going to watch on Netflix? They keep asking themselves these questions over and over again. But the successful people have evolved their questions over time. The people with the most success on this planet ask themselves deep questions. For example, one of the things that I've been asking myself is I'm looking at I, I like to. I think I like to think of myself as an observer of the world, and a very objective observer at that, and really trying to uncover what drives people and how successful people have seemed to avoid the general trappings of mediocrity in our society. Our society. Our world, our bodies, our brains are geared or funnel us towards mediocrity. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because not everybody is going to be capable of great success. Some people will try very hard to become successful and maybe they just don't have the innate ability to make that happen. Maybe the deck, the deck is stacked against them. Some people truly do have a deck that's stacked against them. Okay. And while opportunity is available for all people. Not everybody is going to become wildly successful. So it's the safe play, it's the smart play, and it's the right play for society, for our body, for our brains to drive us into quote-unquote mediocrity, just being one of many, right? Safe work, safe nine-to-five, safe salary, safe retirement plan, safe life, get through it, do it happily, and enjoy, enjoy it while you're there. Right. But for a lot of us, for the people who listen to this podcast, it's not really what we're going for. I know for me, I'm not looking to be mediocre. I'm not looking to have a mediocre life. I want to experience all the beauties and the joys of life. I would never be recording a podcast every single day for 365 days if I wasn't desperately trying to find a way to make it happen. Right. And you wouldn't be listening to some psychotic gentleman out here in the New York City area uh, chat and uh, talk to himself inside of a microphone as he desperately tries to find a way to become highly successful, highly wealthy, highly impactful in this world if you too weren't going for the exact same thing. 
So I look at the people around the world, and I see that our world gears people towards this mediocrity. And I start classifying. I start seeing how everything is gearing us towards that. And I start asking myself, well, Sean, I want to make a lot of money. Right? And this is the distinction that we're going to make here today, is that I want to make a lot of money. So I ask myself, how do people make money? Well, most people trade their time for money. They go to their nine to fives. In return, they get a certain amount of money. And when they get that money, they can go out and with whatever time they have left, they can go out and enjoy their life, do some of the things that they enjoy doing, right? And there's a very hard, there's a, there's a limit. There's a hard stop to the amount of money that you can earn when you're trading your time for money, right? And there's, there's all sorts of things that people do that, that, that can create income for somebody in their life. But then you look at some of these outliers, right? And the people I look at, I look at a guy like Tony Robbins, right? I look at a guy like Ray Dalio. I look at a guy like Jeff Bezos. I look at a guy like Grant Cardone, right? There's all sorts of highly, highly, highly successful people on this planet that can't seem to stop the money from coming in. And I look at that and I say, what are they doing differently? What is the similarities that they share despite wildly different industries that they are in, what do they do that's the same? And what the first place that we can look when answering that question is they have stepped out of the quote unquote box. Okay. And in order, this is, you know, when I when I talk to my coaching clients, what I always tell them is I say, what, like, the first question I always ask is, this, where where is this? Where are we going here? What do you want out of this coaching program? What do you want out of this mentorship? What are you looking to acquire? Many of them are going to say they want they want to make more money. I want to say how much? Well, do you want to make fifty thousand, or do you want to make five hundred thousand? And most of them want to make a significant amount of money. They want to have a significant amount of impact. So what they're telling me is they want an out-of-the-box result. If as long as you are staying in the box and going with the flow of society, you are going to get results that are inside of that box. You work a nine-to-five. You trade your time for money you invest casually in a mutual fund or an IRA, you're going to get modest, mild, safe, in-the-box results. The people like those superstars, those rich dudes that I mentioned, all the major CEOs, all these really rich people around the world, the people who have done it ethically at least, all of these people have found a way to create a huge flow, an abundant flow of riches in their direction by out-of-the-box means. So if you want an out-of-the-box result, you have to have an out-of-the-box process if you want to have any chance at making that a reality in your world. Now you might say, Sean, like, how will I know if... How do I know what to do? Because every time you say, Sean, I want to make more money, every time you say, Sean, I want, to, I want more out-of-the-box results, the response that always comes up in my head are these in-the-box things. Get more clients, right? You're playing the wrong game if you're trying to make more, uh, get more clients. 
if you're trying to uh, invest in our in in stocks, if that's your play, you're probably playing the wrong game. You're looking inside the box. You have to find a way to get creative. You have to find a way to take some risk. You have to find a way to do something better than anybody else is doing on the planet. You have to step outside of the box. And what I've come to realize is that our world is so uniquely designed to keep us in the box that we can actually flip the script, turn this mother upside down, and we can use the mechanisms that are currently in place to keep us in the box as lead indicators that we are actually stepping out of the box and doing the things that we're supposed to do to create that level of success. Now, what are those driving factors to keep you inside of the box? What are the things that are in place? What are the emotions? What are the things that occur in all of our worlds to deter you from stepping outside of the box and continuing you down the path of least resistance? Fear. Doubt. Procrastination. Indecision. I'm actually just having a massive revelation right now. This is actually interesting. In At the end of the book, Think and Grow Rich, there's a section called The Six Ghosts of Fear. And I'm willing to bet if I pulled that book out right now, I would see things just like that. The six ghosts of fear. You know what? I'm actually going to look at this right now because this would be money for this podcast. Give me five seconds. I'm going to grab the book. This is truly the beauty of this podcast. Because this is real-time revelations. All right, let's see if I'm right. The Six Ghosts of Fear. How do I with the Six Ghosts of Fear? Old Man Worries, Fear of Dying, Fear of Old Age, Fear of Death. Okay, so this is fear. Okay, so I'm looking at this now. Okay, so he has the the six ghosts of fear. Oh, here we go. Oh my gosh. So he has this he has symptoms in here. Oh my god. This is so perfect. Okay. So for so what he has here is the six different ghosts of fear. Okay, so there's six. This is a huge chapter. Okay, here we go. So there's six ghosts of fear that he's listing off here. And for each ghost of fear, so it's different things that you might be afraid of, okay? And for each, for each ghost of fear, he tells you what the symptoms are that exist for each one of those fears. So, okay, all right, so let's see. The, first, the six basic fears are the fear of poverty, the fear of criticism, the fear of ill health, the fear of a loss of love of someone, the fear of old age, and the fear of death, okay? 
Those are the six fears. And now with each one, he has symptoms. I'm going to turn to a page, the first page I see with symptoms. Symptoms of the fear of poverty. Indifference, indecision, doubt, worry, overcaution, procrastination. Okay, and then for, yes, yeah, so this is what happens. So each one, he has, he has the symptoms. So what this tells me is that for, for any time one of these symptoms pops up in your world, this is an indicator that you are leaving the box. It is a pre-built mechanism to stop you from leaving the box and keeping you in that safe comfort zone. So if that's the case, and if everything that I have said is correct here today, which I believe nobody listening to this podcast, I think it would be very challenging for somebody listening to this podcast right now to dispute what I'm saying. I think we've laid it out really clearly. And if that is the case, if we flip it around, if you believe that high levels of success and wealth are created by out-of-the-box decisions, if you believe that the world is set up and geared, your body, your brain, our society, our world is set up for you to stay in the box, in the comfort zone, path of least resistance, and you believe that these symptoms like fear, doubt, procrastination, indecision, overcaution, and all of the other symptoms listed at the end of this book are indicators, are pre-built mechanisms letting you know that you're leaving the box, it must mean that anytime you experience any of those symptoms, it is an indicator that you are on the road to success. And anytime that you do not experience these symptoms, you are simply not on the road to success. So when you feel fear, when you feel doubt, when you feel procrastination, when you feel indecision, when you feel over-caution, when you feel any of these symptoms, you should buy the book and read them all. That's when you push even harder. You blast right through that. That's where you need to be. This might be the single most impactful podcast that I have done in the 185 episodes of this show. This could be the single most impactful podcast that I do in all of the episodes of the Sean Life Podcast going forward for the rest of time. Because now you know that you have pre-built embedded indicators letting you know exactly when you're doing it right. The problem has been that for your entire life, you've read it wrong. You thought it was telling you something else. That's powerful stuff. I need not say any more. Ladies and gentlemen, have an incredible day. Steer into the curve. Let's go. All right. Well, thanks so much, everyone, for listening to that episode of the Sean Lai Podcast. It is my belief that the number one problem inside of the health and fitness industry is the fact that nobody has ever taught us how to make money. The reality is 
that most of us at one point or another in our career are going to have to train somebody that we don't want to train. We're going to have to train and program exercises that we know aren't the best exercises for this individual. And we're going to have to train people at a lower price point, all because the dollar weighs more than the barbell. And if we're going to have the impact on the clients and produce the results that we're guaranteeing, at some point, we have to learn how to not become a slave to money, all to keep paying the rent and keep keep paying the bills and, and keep food on the table. Once we learn how to generate revenue and income, now we can have the freedom to train who we want, when we want, for the price that we're worth. And then and only then will we be able to create the impact that we want so badly in this industry. So I've dedicated my company, I've dedicated my career to teaching people inside of the health and fitness industry how to do just that. So if you want to learn more, go to weightroomhero.com and download a free copy of the Personal Trainer's Money-Making Bible. It is an absolute beast of a book that teaches you all of the theory and philosophy to get you started on your road to consistent, predictable, and really exciting amounts of cash flow. Okay. That's what I've committed everything to. That's what this book is all about. So go over to weightroomhero.com and download for free the personal trainer's money-making Bible. I guarantee you, you won't forget it. This is the first step in you learning how to create that level of cash flow, income, and revenue inside of your career. That's weightroomhero.com. Thanks guys. And we'll see you back here tomorrow.